I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Hey nerds! I am your host Richard Best here with my co-host and partner in crime... Cartoonist Will! <laughs> Cartoonist Will. Sometimes being called by my real name, Boyer. <laughs> Boyer. We are here in your living rooms... Or your bathrooms, or your cars, or your workplaces, or wherever else you're listening. That little closet under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Harry, we see you. Um, <laughs> yeah, close the door so we cannot see you. Oh, <laughs> uh, Harry, po- Harry did, Potter. Did you know that actually, uh, his was that was Aunt and Uncle, right? Uh huh. Well, well, since. Harry Potter was actually a hor- horcrux. It was actually his presence that turned them that way. <laughs> ah! I never thought of that. So, so maybe they weren't assholes before, well, but they became well, that. Well, that's why they were nicer people later after Harry left. <laughs> the books. Oh my goodness! I've not heard this fan theory, but it makes sense. But then, why was Harry courageous if he had a horcrux in his head? Well, I don't know. There's a... <laughs> Oh, I know the answer. The power of his mother's love. Power of love. That's right. <laughs> it's a powerful force, my friends. <sighs> so, we are not doing a video podcast this week, which I told you guys a while back we're not going to do one every week, because frankly it takes a lot of editing time, and... We're ugly! Look at <laughs> us! Look at us! I know, I, I know, <laughs> I told you all we're beautiful, but that's debatable. <laughs> You know, we're both fat, middle-aged men. You know, I don't know that anybody wants to see that on a regular basis. <laughs> Except maybe well, our they wives. They watch the comic book guy in Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, my friends. <laughs> Here we are today. Heroes Con is coming. Are you going? I think we're going. No. We're talking we're about try. it. <laughs> I think my um, comic book guy sounds a little bit too much like my Stewie. Like, hey, that's true. That is that is Stewie. Yeah, maybe that's where he stole it. Maybe he stole it from Simpsons. Hmm. Well, but Stewie, Stewie is different. He's his own man or baby, as I say. Um, well, seeing as how there's like one or two people that voice almost every character in The Simpsons, we'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Hank Azaria, if you're listening, I love your mo. And I forget the other characters you do, but I know you do a lot. All right, so let's see. Will, what's Richard. Been going on in your life, my friend? Work. The good, the bad, the ugly, the hilarious, the stuff that makes you cry, whatever you want to share. Existential dread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my, fear of, of, my fear of death since I was nine years old aside, uh, <laughs> well... Mandy and I have been having a hard time financially with her being out of work with polyneuropathy and, yeah. and worrying about her, her health condition. Good news, her appointment with the specialist was moved from June 30th to this Wednesday. Nice. That's yeah, very good. nice, very nice. And the MRI shows no brain lesions. Ah. Le- lesions, I'm sorry. Yes. I had not heard that. That's that's great to hear that. But uh, probably things we haven't previously talked on the podcast about, so probably some news to a lot of you that uh, Mandy, my wife, is going through this anyway. So that's mostly what's happening, I guess. Just been busy with all that stuff. Um, 
my doctor has put me on more antidepressants. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. This is, a, this is a, a rough patch. Yeah. But, uh... I'm also on antidepressants, by the yeah. way. Hey, guys. I, I like to joke about it. No, well, seriously, though, plug plug for mental health. Like, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm really glad that there's less stigma now mm. than there was, even when we Absolutely. were kids, about mental health, because that's Absolutely. something... I don't think our parents probably even had language for it. You know, they, they might have referred to a psychologist as a, as a shrink. You don't need a therapist. You need more faith. <laughs> yeah, which... Well, I don't want to start anything, but you know... There was well, a lot no, it's of like even, ignorance back then. Yeah, like even from even from a Christian perspective, like you can... We're getting uber serious again, but like... You can make an argument. It's like, well, God gave us science, right? He gave us brains. Like, let's use it, right? I've yeah. argued that point. Yeah, whichever I've way you look at that it, point. it's you know it's amazing. You know, even though science still makes mistakes, you know that's part of the part of the deal. You know, it's progress, right? You know, Absolutely. and it, it takes you know effort, and it takes starts and stops, and failures, and learning from failures, and all that good stuff. So. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no, that's fine. Well, well, the serious stuff aside, um, um, ha, love to share it. I zoned out. Okay, the serious stuff aside, what I'm reading right now is I just finished 47 Ronin. Was it 47 Ronin? Yeah, 47 Ronin, written by the president or something of Dark Horse at one time, I forget his name, and illustrated by Stan Sakai. Wasn't there a Keanu Reeves movie about that? Yes. Yeah. It was different. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same, huh? Well, the uh, 47 Ronin is an actual historical event. Oh, I see. Okay. And the movie with Keanu Reeves was about a white man who washed ashore and <laughs> he fought shape-shifting yokai foxes and things. And and uh, I don't remember much. <laughs> it's it's got- just... <coughs> It kind was like, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer, basically. Oh, man. <laughs> or like The Last Samurai, if you added the paranormal element. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Which, Last Samurai is an excellent movie, by the way. I think I own that one. Me, well, I used to. Well, if I don't own it, I used to as well. We both I, recommend it. Yes. As, as well as Kira Kurosawa's films. I need to see some of those. I, I keep I hearing some. about them over the years. I think I've got four of them. I have Yojimbo and the Hidden Castle, and I can't remember the other. I've got, shoot, I've got the Magnificent whatever. It's like the Japanese version of uh, that, the Western version of, shoot, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> shoot, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, the one where the poor village rounds up all the Ronin to help come come and save them from bandits, which is the Western version of that. Oh, yes, yeah, Seven Samurai. Yeah, yeah. And that's then there's uh, Magnificent the Eight. Or Magnificent something. Seven. Seven. Okay. And then, uh, well, the Hateful Eight kind of hateful does that. Eight. But before the Hateful Eight was the Three Amigos. The Three Amigos was also. Oh, is that the a... one with Chevy Chase? And... Yes. Oh my god! One of the best I, comedies. I want to see that. Of all I have time. Oh, I need to see that. Yeah, I think. I know. I'm a little biased because I grew up with it. Like, like the th- at my house, the Three Amigos and Home Alone one and two and Cool Runnings. Those cool movies Runnings. Were, those movies were on repeat. Like once Love we that. got them, once we recorded them on videotape, like <laughs> those things were on repeat. We watched them on a regular basis. Like just looks like hey, can't think of what else to watch. Three Amigos, Cool Runnings, you know, Home Alone. All of these are my favorites. I really need to track down Three Amigos. 
I've got it, if you want to borrow it. Ooh. Is it on VHS? Uh, no, no. Good. <laughs> it's on, I think I have a DVD of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I probably do, my dad, it's probably at my dad's house, the VHS. It's like, we, we used to do this thing where, um, we were poor, relatively speaking, you know, from American standards, we were like lower middle class, so... We couldn't afford to have cable all the time, certainly not at the regular prices, so yeah. my, my dad would wait until there was a special deal, and then he would get it for one year at the special rate, and then cancel it, and then he'd wait till they offer him another special deal, and then get it again. So, in the meantime, like, we would just buy, you know, blank video cassettes and record a bunch of crap, yeah. you know, off of, like, TV Land and TCM and stuff like that, and uh, so we've got all kinds of videotapes with, with different movies on them. Um yeah, it's interesting because yeah, you can't really do that anymore. I mean, you can rip you can rip movies oh, off of streaming. Yeah. I never really thought of it before. I, well, I guess you can. There's DVR. You still have DVR yeah. and stuff like that. So if you for those that still have cable, <laughs> it's a dying thing. But I guess you can still do that nowadays, just digitally. Yep. Anyway, by the way, guys. Um, so this is just the intro. <laughs> like our our main topic for today is actually going to be a. A rewatch review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So because I can't afford tickets, to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of it. That's part of it. Like uh, we're we're both a little. I mean, money's tight for me too, so we're both a little strapped for cash this week. So we're like, hey, we can still do something Jurassic World themed. So we're gonna rewatch um, Fallen Kingdom and uh, kind of playfully poke fun at it. Uh, you know, because it, it deserves it. To be honest. <laughs> That's definitely not my favorite. I would rate it below Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> yes, I, I have to agree with you. Um, but I guess a good re- refresh would be nice. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's you know it's in the Jurassic Park world, so, you know, and we're both eventually going to see Dominion as well, because we, we love dinosaurs, and it, it, I know it's, it's going to have problems, but we don't really care. We're going to enjoy it anyway. I hear Dr. Wu is going to make a centipede man. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Wu. <laughs> so anyway, let's see. Let's see where we're at in our recording here. We're trying to keep this to 10 minutes. Oh, crap. My computer went into sleep mode. <laughs> well, we're having fun, so... <laughs> Hopefully it's still recording. I guess we'll find out. I hope so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so to wrap this up, what am I reading right now? Let me see. Sci-fi, fantasy, nerd-wise. Oh. Well, uh, for those... Well. <laughs> so, hey, this is a plug for last week's episode, because up to this uh, point, up to this point, no one's listened to it, including oh, Will. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. I don't even read my own comic books after I make them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um... Yeah, I usually li- re-listen to our stuff because I'm listening, like, do, do we edit it well? Does it sound good on this platform? Does it sound good on that platform? And maybe I'm a bit of a narcissist as well, so, you know, I just like hearing myself. But, <laughs> Is that um, what that means? <laughs> I thought that's when you like pain. <laughs> no, that's masochist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, so last week, so a plug for last week, I, I started reading an audio in kind of an audiobook style, and I think I'm going to continue with this um, for Sci-Fi Focus. It was H.G. Uh, Wells' uh, Oh, dang it. Sleeper, sleeper Walking. A Sleeper Walking. 
He wrote more than one thing. He did. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows about War of the Worlds, right? And but he also wrote Time Machine, of course. I mean, most most people know about Time Machine. But yeah, this was like I think oh, it's called he wrote the Sleeper the Time Wars. Machine. Yeah. Yeah, H.G. Oh. Wells, my man. Well, I have definitely read that. Yeah, so like... I think I so, own that book. How did I not know that? How did I not look at the author's name? Hmm? That's a good question. Um, anyway, so I, I read like 10 minutes of that, and I tried to give it a good production level. I, I even had some sound effects to it. Um, just some background ocean waves and stuff like that, and, and creepy music. Um, so hey, go... Like, even if you don't want to listen to the rest of the episode, you know, just forward to Japan Jaunt by Will. I think it's about an hour into the episode, roughly. And uh, the last 20 minutes is Will's Japan Jaunt, which he talked about Bakineko and... Let's see, what else? Like, Nekomata Maneki Neko, which I'm not 100% certain is actually a yokai, but I don't know. I threw, I threw Maneki Neko in there. <laughs> yeah, which he did a really good job with that, so you guys check that out on... Um, my only contribution was adding a little bit of background music to it, so it sounds... Oh, cool. Yeah, some Japanese music, uh, which I bought royalty-free off of iTunes. Which I didn't know, because I didn't listen to it. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> didn't even listen to himself. I'm sorry. All <laughs> I do is make sure the audio quality is good, then I ship it to Richard. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So anyway, guys, yeah, go back and check out... And, and obviously, the main topic last week was we interviewed... Slash just sat down and talked with, you know, virtually, but uh, Will's good friend, Brian Wingrove. Mm. Uh, I say good friend. Will's acquaintance, friend. My good con acquaintance. Yeah. Acquaintance. Someone he runs into frequently at uh, comic book conventions and uh, who's a comic book creator himself, Brian Wingrove. The Mighty Mighty and prolific? Intermezzo. Intermezzo. Yes. Yeah, Prolific's work. And, um, and assorted other productions. See. But, and that's, as, as is true for many independent comic book creators, uh, Will included, you know, that's not his main day job, but it's no, just I some... don't know what his main day job is. We didn't ask him. Yeah, we didn't. That's, that's true. I should have asked. Oh, well. Anyway, um, but no, for him, it's like as, as much a passion project as anything, right? You, you, but if you make some money, obviously it's really nice. Very right? nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Especially in this economy. <laughs> yes, this is true. Your um, loss of cash is my gain. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's an investment, Will. An investment in art. Yes. You have to value your own, your own work. <laughs> I've been waiting for another Great Depression, so comic books will be out of demand. <laughs> I'm kidding. By the way, guys, as of this recording, we have officially made a dollar and seventeen cents in ad revenue. <laughs> Where's my take? <laughs> I'm kidding. You'll get. Let's see. I'll give. I'll give you a fraction of a penny. <laughs> uh, let's see. That would be fifty-eight cents. Fifty-eight cents. <laughs> you can. I don't know what you can get with that nowadays. Um, Nothing. <laughs> you know, about an ounce of gas, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think I can get that much. <laughs> no, we actually. Um, we have a little bit more than that in our coffers because we do have a monthly supporter, Lars Desenza. Cool. And uh, for any of you thank others you. out there, yes, thank you once again, thank Lars. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Worship your feet. <laughs> you and, know, uh, unless your hubby thinks that's weird, then we'll back off. But <laughs> So yeah, I, I won't tell you what Lars is supporting us at because that's his business. But um, there are three different tiers. Uh, if you go that's through... a woman, right? No. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Lars. <laughs> Have you never seen Lars and the Real Girl? No. Um, I thought see. you said a female name. Lars de Senza. Mm. Well, this I is awkward. Know, I don't know the origin. <laughs> I'll have to ask him 
if Lars is that Swedish? Oh, Dutch, Lars. Lars. Oh, okay. Sounds like Western European, but I could be wrong. My name is very, mm. very English and very white. Richard. <laughs> very Richard. White. It's about as white a name as you can get. Um, my last name, too. Anyway, hmm. um, yeah, we're running up on our time here. We need to get into rewatching this movie, which we're not going to have time to watch the whole thing because we have, we have jobs. <laughs> jobs. So, but we're going to have fun with it, and we're going to talk about it. We've both seen the whole thing before. We're just going to rewatch as much as we can and then drop a, a rewatch review for you. And It's just going to be fun. We're going to be lovingly poking fun at, at this movie, which... You know, is enjoyable and yet, and yet just ridiculous at times. So, so yeah. So after these messages, uh, you'll hear that, and then stay tuned after the review for our weekly Japan jaunt and sci-fi focused segments. And my apologies to Lars. Yeah, <laughs> whose feet I will not be worshiping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> all right, nerds. We'll be back. We'll be back after these messages. Smithers, who are these irreverent nerds? Well, sir, they're the hosts of this podcast. What's a podcast? Well, sir, it's kind of like a radio show. Ah, I see. Like The Shadow or CBS News. Yes, sir. Hmm, I think we should buy it. Uh, I don't think it's for sale, sir. Poppycock, I just bought Twitter. I can buy this podcast. Alright, sir. I'll talk to them and see what they say. Excellent. And we're back. Now for the review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, starring Andy Dwyer, Opie's Girl, and that nerd from Paper Towns, it's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> if you didn't think we're weird by now, now you know for sure. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Whether it be running and screaming... The pirates eat the tourists. Well, you can do a better Ian Malcolm than that. <laughs> uh, I wasn't trying to. Well, I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying that hard. And Ian, Ian, he has a very unique uh, voice. <laughs> so we didn't make it all the way through, but we told you we wouldn't because we have to go to bed because we're adults and we have jobs. So jobs. But we did make it about halfway through. So we're going to combine this half rewatch with the full watch that we both have had in the past. I feel like we got maybe two-thirds or three-fourths or something. I don't know. Somewhere Mm. between 50 and 75%. Nah. Well, uh, closer to 50, I'd say. So it's probably at least two hours long. I think we might have watched one hour. Uh. So what's your first thoughts, Will? Well, the, upon the half rewatch. Well, where we ended it was. Uh, well, let's not start where we ended it. Oh, okay, okay. 
Well, uh... What's your first thoughts in chronological order? <laughs> oh, okay, sure, sure. Well, it, it's it's fun. What'd uh, you think about the opening? Maybe we'll put it that way. Oh, the What'd opening was the opening? great. Opening was great. Uh... Pe- people are dumb walking, coming coming to Isle of Nubar and thinking they're not going to see dinosaurs that are going to try to kill and eat them. <laughs> and just shouting and screaming and distracting attention. <laughs> um... Maybe that whole dietary thing from the first film doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> dietary thing? Where they made the uh, the dinosaurs in the first film supposedly... Uh, oh, yeah. They had to have a certain thing in their diet or they'd or all they die. Or they would die. But, of course, evolution decided through yeah. that. As, you know, as so Ian, Malcolm, anyway, but. Ian Malcolm so eloquently put it, life finds a way. Yeah, but... uh. Um, ooh, ooh, anyway, um, yeah, I loved it. I loved the opening. What are your thoughts? I liked it as well, actually. Uh, it, uh, it evoked, not, obviously not the same amount of terror, you know, because they're rehashing old beats, in a sense, but it was still enjoyable. It, it definitely evoked the opening to the original Jurassic Park, which I'm assuming is what they were trying to do, like... Oh, build a little right. suspense, you know, like, um, tension, tension, then people get eaten, you know, mm. it's like, and, but it did get a little dumb there at the end, because, mostly because the, the guy who got eaten was really dumb, yes. but then, you know, exactly like with Jurassic Park, it was just a normal guy doing his job, trying to keep the, put the raptor in his cage, you know, and he just got pulled in, whereas this... You know, it was a, a guy working for nefarious, what we find out later anyway, or nefarious people, you know, trying to clone dinosaurs again. Again. Cloning the clones. How how shallow does the gene pool go? Loud. How shallow Sorry, does I was the just telling Will to get go. a little louder. We, we're sharing a mic here. One day we'll have... The budget for two blue microphones, but right now we just have one. So, um, let's see. But no, yeah, the guy, the guy that gets eaten, obviously, you know, he's an idiot. He's like yelling, even though they know this is an island with dinosaurs on. He's like yelling at people, and he has a yellow jacket on. I can't hear you. <laughs> what? There's a dinosaur behind me. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming though that the um. My wife's here, by the way. Hey! Do you want to join us? Sure, why not? <clears throat> so, this just in. <laughs> hey, I'm Laura, married to Richard, not Will. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah, it would. Yeah, especially since I'm the one that just said it was my wife. Yes. So, we don't practice polygamy here, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like reverse... We're not Mormons from Southern reverse Utah. Reverse Mormonism. Uh, no. <laughs> so back to the movie what I thought was weird is that often in those intense situations there's not enough security why is it always one guy who's singled out <laughs> I know why is there always one moron oh they're the red shirts of Jurassic Park <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. the and and why wasn't there anybody with, with a gun there to yeah. back him up the, yeah. tech, the tech nerd was out by himself yeah. well I think the original film franchise would have done that they would have had a guy with a gun yeah because yeah. dinosaurs, huh? I know, I know. Like, um, like they had the 
oh, what's his name? The um, he's like the game warden and uh, Robert Muldoon. Muldoon, yes, yes. You know he's he's smart. You know, like he he knows that the Raptors are very dangerous. And Shoot ha! <laughs> Shoot ha! Yeah, like you you see the fear in his eyes. Like he he has genuine respect for the Raptors. He's like smart girl. He's like this one. She remembers. <laughs> She's trying. Um, so yeah, the the people are a little bit dumber in, in this one, <laughs> for the most part. For the most and part. The, I just feel like they're one dimensional. Like there's not like yeah. a backstory yeah. to them. There's just this is their one job, and that's all they. Well, do. even the uh, even the ant- animal uh, hunter in Jurassic Park Two: Lost World had a backstory. Yeah, like he was yeah. an interesting character. Like and it wasn't just because yeah, it was exactly. a good a good who actor playing him. Who was that guy? I don't know oh, his name. I can't remember the ac- the character's name. I could tell you the actor's name, Pete Postlethwaite. Oh cool. wow, okay. <laughs> what a last name. Postlethwaite. I know. Postlethwaite. Um, Postlethwaite. Postlethwaite. But I, I I couldn't tell you the, the character's right? name though. I don't. But yeah, like he was like, he like was he Robert evoked Muldoon to you. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, like and he had he had his his number two, uh, R J. RJ. That I mean, sounds I, right. Let's what, go with it. Which I do remember RJ's this? character. Which number of movie is this? This is the Two. second one where they Lost go World? to Site B. Yeah, The Lost World. Yeah. Uh, okay. When okay. RJ dies, sadly. Yeah, I don't remember any of those characters. Yeah. Well, he was like, was it worth getting the T-Rex in the end? Yeah. So He had some humanity, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, he had some showed some compassion, like he he protected people that were getting bullied. Um, that's actually in a deleted yeah. scene. Oh. He, oh actually, I'm trying to remember, remember that. if that was a deleted scene or if that was in the regular movie where he beats up that, that punk at the beginning. He's like, he grabs the waitress and like makes her sit on his lap. And then, and then the hunter stands up and he's like, you sir are not, are no gentlemen. I, I feel like I've seen this. that. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that, but I feel like that's, Definitely a deleted scene because I don't think that it was might, in the film. Maybe it is a deleted scene. Like, I, I liked it though because it, it really established his character. Like, like, um, like he has some compassion. He cares about other people. Like he's, and yet, anachronist to that, he's a he's a game hunter at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's kind of game a, hunter. That's the correct it's, term. It's an interesting contrast. So so, what you were saying. Uh, I am having a brain fart, Laura. Wow, thanks. <laughs> I almost called you Lorraine. Thanks, I'm Lorraine. buddy. I'm sorry. I love you too, man. I'm, I got a headache. <laughs> so as what you were saying, yeah, the the people in this one, I agree with you, they're very one-dimensional yeah. in this film so far. Well, even the even the, the bad guy, it just feels very Avatar-y, Pocahontas-y Pocahontas-y. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, where, where it's like the... I There's a group of animals saying. or individuals that are, are like unique, and then these people come in going, oh, uh, they have a, a, a rare commodity them. that we, we should have. Let's go in and, you know, kill them all and take with it. It's just, it, it's like, okay, that's been done a million yeah, times. Well, I have not yeah. seen Pocahontas since I was like a child, but um, I know what so, you're talking about with okay. Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically the same plot. It really is. But, yeah. Well, Pandora will chew you up and spit you out. It'll rip your eyeballs yeah, out. Yeah, one-dimensional villains. Yeah, one-dimensional villains. It's not, it's not that interesting. It really isn't. 
So the I think we all agree that the mercenaries are are pretty dumb. They're like your yeah. kind of your your cliched meathead mercenary. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. just not that. Interesting. When is it my turn to complain? <laughs> well, yeah, like, <laughs> well, you, well, you said like like we we both agreed. Well, like as we were talking about like the first we enjoyed the first thirty minutes and where it really started to to turn for the worse was when the mercenaries make that dumb decision. Yeah, I mean. It's completely logical that if a velociraptor is starting to chew your face off, you're going to shoot it. Yeah, that part. But before that, they didn't wait for his signal. Yeah. And they tranked her, and then that set her off. You know, and obviously that ended up the other guy getting... Well, I assume he got killed. Actually, I don't know. I I think about it. I don't know. He got attacked. He... Uh, there were a lot. There was a lot of blood on the grass as the lost raptor tore into his face. But then he managed to get off a shot, so it's kind of vague. But I'm going to assume he died one way or his another. His body wasn't there later, so maybe he didn't. Maybe got eaten up by the lava that mag- yeah that magically appeared. <laughs> Probably <laughs> I know, magically like, appeared. Like he, yeah. he comes back later, and then was it Owen? That's Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Char- Chris Pratt's character's name, Owen. Which confuses me, because wasn't there an Owen in Jurassic Park 2? <laughs> <gasps> Was there? That feels familiar. Owen? Owen. Nick Owen? Oh, but, last name sorry. Owen. Last name Owen, yeah, not first name. Sorry, I've been wanting to point that out for years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue. It's his son, sort of. No. Um, I guess timeline-wise, it, well... Hmm. I don't think no, related. It could, it could be. It could be. But, you know, his first name's Owen. I think right, his last name right. Owen, so. Yeah. Um, see I'm complaining about the regurgitation of names, that's all. But, yeah, the lava the lava part, that's where I first remarked, is like, and now it gets dumb. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I was taking notes. Yeah. I actually wrote that down. Well, that was like, hilarious as Chris Pratt I know, it was... rolled around paralyzed trying to escape. <laughs> I'm assuming it was supposed to be kind of funny. I guess. I guess. <laughs> the music got a little silly. The music did. Yeah. The music was like, "This is serious." It wasn't. It but wasn't. then it looked ridiculous. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> he's like, he's like laying there, in like a, I don't know what that was. It wasn't a triceratops, but it was one something similar to a triceratops. Yeah. Wakes yeah. him up, um, like licks him, and then gives stomps. him a little good morning kiss, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Then he's like, because uh, he's been tranked with this like very powerful tranquilizer, but somehow magically starts to wake up. I guess his adrenaline woke him up because he saw the lava coming, and it's like literally like inches from yep his face, his, yep. his feet, and his face, and he somehow doesn't get burnt. No, yeah. not at all. Hey, so I want to ask: Do you think that tongue was uh, an- was animatronic or CGI? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. It was CGI. It looked Maybe the CGI, slide was CGI. <laughs> but no. but yeah, I know at least for the newest one, I know they they did use some animatronics because I saw I follow Chris Pratt on Instagram. Oh, cool! And I when they were wrapping up, or I think he just anyway, he posted a picture of the the production and they had an actual animatronic T Rex head. Yeah, so I heard. Like, so I heard they did some of that. Yeah, I heard too that there was some animatronics in the Dominion. So, so, so um, do you, do you, <laughs> now I'm scared. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? So, oh, no. I think, I think your first comment about the movie was like, 
that uh, Chris Pratt's character is I'm like. Sorry. He's not that handsome. I just, I didn't, I didn't, I just don't Chris think Pratt. he's that attractive. Chris Pratt is so attractive, even men want him. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, I said that earlier, it was funny earlier. No, it's funny. No, I'm just, no. I just don't, I don't get it. I think he's slightly charming, but I think his character in Parks and Rec is way more charming. Yeah. Which I have to watch that sometimes. Oh, it's so I have to agree. funny. It is is lovely. He's the yeah. lo- lo- lovable idiot. So yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's I slightly like his personality. And then you see him in Guardians of the Galaxy, and all of a sudden, Chris Pratt has abs. <laughs> it, I feel like um, Chris Pratt, or wasn't it a uh, Quill? Peter Quill. Oh, oh yeah. Peter Quill. Yeah. Peter Quill is like the the. It's like if um, Andy Dwyer and Owen had a baby. That's yes. Peter Quill. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's a happy medium. That's a yes. That works. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Yeah, I like Peter Quill. I like Chris Pratt's Peter Quill. That I, was my introduction to Chris Pratt, by the way. Oh, Yeah, that's a good introduction, like especially the opening dance scene is classic. People are still imitating it on Instagram. <gasps> you guys, the three of us yeah. saw that together. Did do you remember did? that? Yes, we did. Ah. And I came and was like, I'll watch this with you guys. Because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> did Mandy and come? I don't mm. I don't remember. Maybe. But I was laughing through the whole movie. Right, that's good. That's a good I just was like, this was, this was like, this is hilarious. It was, it was really good. As long as, long as that's a praise and not a... Oh, no, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was Sarcasm. good. I just realized that at the moment. It's yeah. like, wait, you didn't need his leg? It's like, no, I, but I just wanted it. Yeah, or like when he like, like does Can't it, believe like you the did, middle, got it. Like the middle finger when he like rolls that up. Oh, like, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Was I don't that, know how this works. Was that in the final cut? I don't remember. That was in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that the trailer that was just like this little center thing? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Or, or blurred it or something. Yeah. I didn't know what this machine did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess it was a futuristic sensor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what is uh, the off, the, the oft memed line from the, the strangely, the British man who is there, one of the, the guards or cops? He's like, what a bunch oh, of a holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was on Parks and Rec. Was he? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe Chris Pratt got him the job. Yeah. Um so so Chris Pratt, I think we do you do you agree as well, Willie? Well I guess you only have one other thing to compare it to, but like Right. Would you agree you like Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt better than Jurassic World Chris Pratt? Well, if because of memory reasons, if we're only comparing it to Fallen Kingdom, I would say yes. Uh, so my, uh, I like Chris Pratt, but, but that comes off of what I've seen him do in the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Uh, so yeah, yeah, if this was my only thing, I think I would still like the actor, but not as much. I mean, because I agree, I haven't seen Andy, but, yeah, but I agree Yeah, if you like Guardians, you'd like, yeah. Yeah. you'd like yeah. a person yeah. wreck. Yeah, so I, I agree that Chris Pratt in Guardians was very likable. Yeah, and it's like, and I've seen him in a couple of other action action movies where he's trying to be the serious action hero, and it it, it you know I like him, but it doesn't quite work. Like he doesn't he doesn't quite yes. pull it off. It's because yes. he's not that attractive. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Like he's a, he's a decent actor, but but, um, but yeah, just whatever it is about him, like he doesn't quite. Pull off the the action hero. 
but I don't know what it is. Just not like, enough charisma when like he's trying Will to be Smith. like really serious. Like... Oh, you brought Will Smith into this. <laughs> oh, don't you bring wow. me into that. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Be that way. That's fine. I was just going to say. don't say anything that... about Will Smith's wife. Oh. <laughs> Get your wife's name out of your mouth. Oh okay. Get my wife's so... name out of your mouth. <laughs> so. Get Will Smith's <laughs> wife's name. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I was just going to say that in comparison, personally, I've seen Will Smith try to play a serious character that is no nonsense, no humor, and it is not good. It is. Really? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Which wait. movie was it? Because I might agree. Really? I, I think he's good at Well, drama, what was actually. that film where he co-starred with his son and he was... Oh, yes, now that yes, was... Yes. He was hurt in the spaceship and the son was yes. on the alien planet. That's just a bad movie. Okay. <laughs> But, it like, wasn't a bad movie. Them as a duo just doesn't work. It's I grew odd. up watching Will Smith no, and Fresh Prince of, Prince of Bel-Air. And, and my favorite Will Smith is when he's funny, okay? I'm not saying he can't no, do action. It's just that if but, he's not funny. He's not. He, it's just it's just off. Do he you, was do funny. You, he was even funny in that movie with the vampires. What was that? I Am Legend. Yeah. Oh, if it's zombies. Well, zombies that's, where, that's what I was going to say, because well, that's, that's actually, that's actually a are. very serious dramatic role, and you and I both saw it in the theater, actually. Oh, I forgot, but yeah. he, but he played a much better character yourselves? than... Yes, it was. that's what I say, it's a better movie, <laughs> no. better writing, better directing. Um, you know, Shyamalan, I love Shyamalan, but he... Is that he, how you say his name? I think Shyamalan. Shyamalan, Shyamalan. He, he makes some clunkers. Shyamalan. Like, After Earth is Sorry. a clunker. <laughs> oh, um, really? This is so sad. The Last Airbender is a clunker. That's exactly what I think topic. about. <laughs> Will Smith. That's the best part about this podcast. Shy- All right, this is true. But <laughs> I, I purposely tried to derail us. <laughs> let's see. Both, Spe- let, speaking let, of this, I called <laughs> I called dumb long of the lava in Fallen Kingdom. Say, what? Say again? Speaking of which, I called dumb in Fallen Kingdom long before the lava. <laughs> I called dumb as soon as the stereotypical mercenaries just turned on them for no reason. <laughs> now yeah. I can understand just tranking Chris Pratt Owen as as he's upset, but at that point, uh, there was no reason for them to really turn on the other scientists. I mean, yeah, it's kind of dumb. I mean, the the woman pulling the gun. I mean, she's overreacting to the situation. I mean, what would you do if someone just did a shot of dinosaur tranquilizer to one of your teammates you'd be upset you'd be freaking out and uh but i don't i don't understand necessarily but huh i don't know if i yeah i don't know well i mean you know maybe we wouldn't pull a gun but i'm just saying uh it just doesn't make sense for me personally that the mercenaries were then trying to just kill them and leave them on the island i mean uh, Deering and what's his name, the the nerd guy. Uh, as far as I know, they didn't even know that this even happened. They were just in the computer room. Uh, did they get locked in there? I can't remember. By the mercenaries. Yeah. See, I feel like the whole thing was poorly planned. Like, it's like because they they give they tell you like the mercenaries had been there on the island for a while, and apparently the only reason they brought in. Um, Dang it, I can't remember. Superheroes? I can't remember. Oh. Protagonists. The main, the main people? The main female protagonist. I cannot remember. Deering. Deering. I don't Deering. remember okay. her first name. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. her Deering. Deering. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Um, Opie's child. No. 
Thank you. I, I would not have known that if you hadn't <laughs> repeated it several times. Yes. Um, so, it, it seems like the only reason they brought her and uh, Owen in was just to get Blue. Yeah. Like, they needed cool. her handprint to get access to the tracking, and they needed him to help them get Blue. But I'm like, why didn't they ask them, like, a month before that? I don't know how long they'd been there, but it's like, it's like last minute, right before the volcano yeah. erupting, they bring them in. It's just like movie drama magic. I, I know, I know why they did it for the movie, but I'm like, if they thought through it more, it's like that's like a uh, exactly like you said, it adds to the characters being kind of dumb and, and somewhat mm-hmm. two dimensional. So it's like I think it would have made it more sense if what's the guy, the young man's name. Or young villain, what's his name? The young villain? Oh, yeah, the, the only villain. Okay, the, the young man who's an only yeah. villain. Honestly, I don't even care much about his character, so I don't That's remember. True, no one cares about him. <laughs> we should do our but, research a little better, shouldn't we? I think, like, I'm gonna look it up. No, I feel like that the, all the characters could have, like, even like a hint of a backstory to make them all more interesting, to make us actually invest yes, in any of them. Yeah, and he, basically all we get all we get with him is, I was young and idealistic once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, best line from that his character in the whole movie, probably. I'm kidding. Um, I will say though, he kind of was that. We've seen him in another movie. What if? What he plays the boyfriend? <gasps> Marvel. Oh my goodness! No, I think we're just um, getting ideas on what is, movies to watch next because that, that was good. That was hilarious good. romantic comedy. Yeah. Like, um, oh. And he was kind of that preppy, annoying attitude in that, too. Like, oh. It's like, you want to slap him, and you, you assume he went to an Ivy League college because his parents are rich. <laughs> so um, he's but he's also, he's also an asshole on top of it. So it's like, Eli um, Mills, that's the name of the character. I, I have a question. Who's the mm-hmm. old guy who's died in, with, the, with the oxygen tank? Um... I, I, I and how does he know the other old guy who isn't there anymore? They worked together in the past. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he Benjamin, daughter. Benjamin Lockwood supposedly was a. And I wonder. I wonder if you were to go back to the first one because they did that obviously with with Wu. Although they literally brought the actor back, but like, I wonder if you were to go back if you were like just run into this one character whose name was Ben. You're like, it's him. But supposedly he worked with. With um, dang it, I'm my brain is not working. <laughs> well, with, I'm pretty um, sure he that Benjamin is completely right, Colin. But oh yeah, I know. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I think it would have made more sense if this Mills guy had, at some point, in the film actually told them, "Hey, you know, once <laughs> they help you out, kill them all because they know too much, or they're gonna try to follow up on the sanctuary or something." And obviously, I know that we needed the whole slow reveal that he's the villain by Macy spying on him, but it would have made more sense for me personally because I otherwise I don't understand why the mercenaries turned on him. I, I just that's my one complaint. Yeah, yeah, and no, it's it's for, um, and then like I I know the guy was old, but like to have, have not caught any of what happened underneath his house <laughs> in the basement for like 
five years. Oh wait, he didn't know. He didn't know anything was going on. The dude was clueless. Oh my god. Completely. There's a big door for trucks to go in. I know. (laughs) He had just not gone down there for any reason whatsoever. I mean, Uh, he's in a wheelchair. I guess he can't get around. It's like never heard a dinosaur roaring or anything like. I guess maybe it's far enough down, and like maybe they just always saw the security cameras. Yeah, like. Oh wait, so he didn't know he was going to bring the dinosaurs back. He didn't know they had the lab going down (laughs) below either. Like he was. You reactivated the lab. He thought thought they were going to take him to the sanctuary place or whatever. Wow. Um, Did you even buy that island mills? Oh man, like, and, and how about how about they didn't say his name at the beginning, but uh, Toby Jones, you know the uh, the quirky little salesman. Toby Jones with uh, oh yeah. I don't, I don't know, know that's who we're talking about. Real hair, or if he is wearing, he looked like a toupee. Um, and he's a good actor, about? but like his character is kind of goofy in this. Are you talking about the nerd guy? No, the salesman. He kind of comes in. Toby Jones oh, plays that, apparently, yeah. apparently he's Mr. Eversol. Right. Um, I, I assume he's he's in the rest of the film around the end, right? But he is, yeah. He's okay. he's the one that's like running the, the auction later with right. all the rich people. Right, right. I'm that, sure we've seen come. him in a bunch of other films. He's a very familiar face. Or T V shows. I don't know, we've seen he's in something, right? Okay. Oh yeah, like he he's been in the Marvel movies, like he was that's in it. He was in the the first Captain America. That's it. He's he's Arnold. He was in he was in the second one as a uh, computerized. Yeah, yeah. He's Olaf. He was a computer. So like you saw his face, but it was just a computerized. In the comics, he's a robot. Is he? Yeah, (laughs) with a computer for a head. Wait. No. Doctor Zola. Doctor Zola. He runs around. Zola. He's a robot. Was Zola. Really Zola. Zola. What's his name? <coughs> or he could have the computer, uh, the computer TV monitor in his belly. I forget, and you're like praying, but but he runs around like that. He's a robot. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, they. Did you see What If? Uh, Marvel's What If, not the romantic comedy. No, no. Wait, so yeah, Zoloff have... was in yeah. it as a robot. Not, guys, his name is oh, not yeah. Zoloft. Yeah. Wait, guys, can we? It's not Zoloft. It's not I know. Zoloft. Zoloft is an antidepressant. <laughs> well, his first name Zola. is Zola. Zola. Is, isn't it Zola? Zola. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Hey, we're close. Oh. Zola. <laughs> your your wife should be running this podcast and not us. We have been owned. Dr. Dr. Arnim Zola. Oh, that's um. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of the fire. <laughs> he was in. He was also in Muppets Most Wanted <coughs> and Hunger Games. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in Hunger Games. He was like the other, the other announcer Muppets. along oh, with yeah, uh, yeah. the two guys with the crazy hair in Hunger Games. Crazy hair. Is that the same future where Taco Bell, uh, sir, is fine? Uh, won the uh, the restaurant wars. Okay, no one. Okay, that joke fell flat. <laughs> Talking about a, sorry, but seriously, it, I didn't this catch is the completely reference. off topic. But what <sighs> what hasn't been in this podcast? Oh my gosh! No, that's okay. Sylvester Stallone was in that '90s movie with shoot, darn it, what's her name? Wait, Spy Kids? No, no. Oh wait, that's a 2000s movie. Never mind. Was he in Spy Kids? He was in Spy Kids three. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, I avoid Spy Kids like the plague. So, um, oh, never mind. 
it was Demolition Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just Wesley joking Snipes. about how some of the characters dress versus Hunger Games. So, so right, let's just avoid right. this sad moment where my joke <laughs> So, guys, that, that's how bad this movie, or how forgettable this movie is. Like, we're talking about other movies yep. while we're... Really good. It's really good kidding? Movie. I was on my phone on the internet for... <laughs> for half the movie. For half the half of the movie. I'm curious what it got. I just kept trying to figure out what happened to Site B on that Google. What oh, happened yeah. to Site B? <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Like, Where's Site did B, it, Google? Did, it, did they talk about that in the first Jurassic World movie? No. Mm. As soon as I assumed that Jurassic, when Jurassic World reopened, it was like open for like 10 years before Jurassic World uh, and all cra- came crashing down apparently, but, but I would assume that being that Site B was where they made the dinosaurs, they might have got that started again for Jurassic World, but they don't talk about it. In, in Fallen Kingdom, the news report at the beginning says it's the only, the Isle of Nublar, site, site A, is the only place that still has living dinosaurs. And, and, and <laughs> sorry, my ADHD kicked <coughs> in, and I was like, Google, Google, what happened to Site B? All right, I was curious what... Um... What this got in Rotten Tomatoes? I was predicting fifty percent, and I was pretty darn close. Oh that is no! Forty-seven percent. Oh no! From critics, four hundred and thirty-three reviews, tabulated, average forty-seven percent. The audience score for Rotten Tomatoes was only forty-eight percent. I can't believe they actually agreed with each other. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rare. Although on IMDb, the audience rated at six point one out of ten, which is a little higher, um, but not much. Critics' consensus, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom adds another set-piece-packed entry to the blockbuster franchise, although genuinely thrilling moments are in increasingly short supply. Oh, sad. Well, I like Jurassic World. (laughs) The first one. Brian Eggert from Deep Focus Review says, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has a few primal thrills and bouts of humor, but a story structure that remains distractingly uninspired. Oh, that, oh, wow, wow. Right in the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Corey Woodruff from 615 Film says, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is not a dumb movie. It's a terrifying movie about dumb, greedy people who do dumb, greedy things and are made to suffer for their misdeeds and stupidity. This is also true. (laughs) But isn't this the same reason why... These nostalgic films keep getting rebooted and rehashed yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sequelized. We'll read two more here. Lauren Bradshaw from Fangirl Freakout says, If you don't think you'll enjoy watching two plus hours of dinosaurs dying in every depressing, horrible way possible, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is probably not for you. Kip Mooney from College Movie Review says, Mooney. Falls victim to the same problem that has plagued every sequel to the iconic film. It makes the mistake of thinking bigger is better. I've heard his name before. If there was a sentence that that summed up some of Hollywood's problems, it would be that one. They often make the mistake of thinking bigger Bigger is better. better, And they sacrifice story just just to crank something out. And they spend spend a ton of money on post-production... And maybe to some degree, you know, if, if your aim is just making a lot of money, they're actually right. I mean, just look at the Transformers movies. Ugh. Like, <laughs> um, don't, never, ever speak of them again. I'm sorry, I'm just they, not a big fan. They've made so much money. 
I love Optimus Prime and stuff, but I'm just not a big fan of the direction Michael Bay went, I guess, with those. <laughs> no, like, I, I enjoyed, I think, the first three, maybe. There's I mean, more than, do, wait, there's, there's more like than three. There's like five or six. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the one, <sighs> there's a couple I haven't seen, I, I think. I haven't seen the Bumblebee one, which is probably fun. Yeah, that might and, actually be decent. Uh, I didn't see the one where Optimus Prime has a sword, loses his memory, and tries to kill everybody, apparently. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I've seen that one either. I don't know. Last Night or Cybertron. Oh, I don't know I, what it's called. Maybe I have. <laughs> All right, guys. We should probably wrap this thing up because Will's got to get up early. Oh, forever. We're, ha- we're having this <laughs> forever. Five hours. <laughs> so, so... Uh, since we only watched the first half, but we well, let's just say it. final thoughts, Laura. Oh, oh gosh. Um, I, <laughs> hmm. I, yeah, it's just the one-dimensionalness of all of the characters. Yeah, all of them. I do like the doctor chick, and she's cool. The yeah. intern boy, like, man. Intern boy, man. The yeah. T- the tattooed <laughs> feminist. That's a new superhero. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but she actually like she, she's pretty cool. She had I don't know. Paleo she, she, veterinarian. She's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I don't know. She's she has lots of spunk and spunk. And and she's kind of scary and intimidating. And I don't know. I feel like she could be an extra side character. Like there could be more to her story. I think they Maybe bring she... her back in Dominion. But... Oh, I hope so. Well, that'd be good. I think yeah. I heard yeah. that. Actually, I don't cool. know. I liked her character too. Yeah, exactly. And like, well, she had like what eight lines? And she's very interesting. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, it's not that yeah, hard yeah, to write. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, interest she's more interesting character. than Bryce Dallas Howard's mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's those are my those are my feelings from what I've seen so far. So you know the most uh, the the most two dimensional or whatever word I'm looking for character in this, I think was Blue. <laughs> Oh, because like of the videos, more interesting or less interesting? Oh, you, you, about, you, you yes. mean you mean three dimensional? Yeah, three dimensional. Blue had the most backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this raptor is yeah. Um, um, uh, empathetic. Yeah, empathic. Exactly. I don't know. Empathetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, empathetic. Was, she, she displayed empathy. I'm curious. It's not empathic. That would be psychic abilities. I don't know. And she so. can float on her own. It's just so cool. <laughs> and it looks like she's going to be, which obviously, guys, we haven't seen. The new one yet? No, but it looks like I'm she's afraid. gonna be she's gonna be a main, or she's gonna be an important part of. She's gonna be a main, a main character, three dimensional character. <laughs> um, it does look like she's. Well, I think I saw in the trailer Ma- like she has mommy. a kid. She has a kid. Mommy blue. <gasps> she's a mother now. Asexual reproduction. <laughs> What'd you say? Asexual reproduction. Well, Will, didn't you know that in the wild, some amphibians, some frog species, have been known to spontaneously change sex? That was the first film. I know. <laughs> So, um, the dinosaurs. Well, actually, uh, the trailer reveals there are more raptors, so we've been busy, apparently. So, who knows? (laughs) Who knows who the daddy is? (laughs) Maybe it's Chris Pratt. (laughs) 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 Okay. Wow. Well, they do introduce, they do introduce cloning in this movie. We just watched. Yeah. You know, some shepherds get really bored. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just really uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so happy. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so should I go on to my thoughts? Oh, I thought you already gave them, but (laughs) yeah, please do. I just wanted to say I'll share one positive thing. 
The dinosaurs, well, a couple positive things. The dinosaurs still look cool. Yes. Uh, even though the movie plot, pl- certain plot points don't make any sense to me, uh, if I just ignore it, it's a good popcorn film. It's, it's a lot of action. Uh, it's not the it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh no no no! Uh, it's not. It's I I think I've only seen this film twice until tonight. Now two two and a half times, and uh, every time I saw it, I do admit that it seemed forgettable. And I rate I I don't really know where I rate it, but I think I rate it below Jurassic Park three. Yeah, I think we both. Uh, although yeah. that that certainly has its. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Alan! 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 Oh, that one's just fun to watch. Yeah. That's just lots of fun. Yeah, but... Uh, um, oh, I have lost my train of thought. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that the redeeming qualities is that if you ignore all that things that we were complaining about, it, it's still an enjoyable film. It's just... It's not the best Jurassic Park film made, but <coughs> eh, it's, it's, uh, it's still fun. Yeah, and I think, um, so if you, would you agree with Rotten Tomatoes score, like, roughly 47%? Like I don't five know, Five out of maybe. ten? I think I, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I wouldn't rate like five it. Five out of ten. Yeah. I wouldn't rate it any higher than 70 out of 100 or something. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you, Laura, would you... 60s, maybe. Would you oh. get, but, out of 10. Out of 10, <coughs> what would you give it? Oh, out of 10? Like, yeah, out of 10, 50s, 10 stars. 60s, I don't know. Would be, um, would be like the perfect film. I'll give it um, a, a healthy 6. Okay. Healthy yeah. 6. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, I was just remembering while you guys were talking that the last time I watched this, I got 15 minutes into the movie. And I was like, I am... Bored oh, no. out of my mind. This but that was so the best. Slow. But so, yeah. So but a, all, a healthy six. Like I'll, I'll watch it if I have to. But but all the scenes that take place on the island are the best parts of the movie. I just it, well, they didn't get there fast enough. I was like, man, they're just in this oh, old guy's right. house looking it, at. It did take a while, didn't it? Little dinosaur L- looking at stuff. Looking at See, stuff. You're yeah. right. It was so Skeletons. forgetful. That my mind glossed over it. Even tonight, I was on my phone instead, and it's like, oh, we're on the Isle, of, we're on the Isle of Nublar now. Already, what? Yeah. Isla Nublar. Isla Nublar. No. So um, you're right. My brain, I just it, it uh, erased that memory of yeah, it's <laughs> everything just, yeah. before yeah. the island. Yeah. <laughs> I kid. Yeah, I think. Uh, like, I think I would probably give it a 5 out of 10, which is what I was expecting to give it before. I was willing to give it another chance, but, but then the lava happened, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I, you know, and then and, then, and then, then you mentioned the mercenary thing, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, they're dumb characters. Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> which Avatar, I loved Avatar for other reasons, but I did not I love... it's pretty. I, I did not love the villains, I will yeah. say. Yeah. They were yeah. very dumb. Um, Wasn't Sigourney Weaver in that? She was. Yeah. I like Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. She's cool, Will, no matter what you think. Oh, I love Ghostbusters. Thank you much. Oh, I and actually Aliens. haven't seen that. I'm sorry. Oh. I know. What I about, know. I know. What about, have you seen Alien? I've seen Prometheus. <laughs> Slap your Oh, tongue. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I saw leave. the. Uh, you haven't seen the original Alien. I saw Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not the same. Yeah, I've oh. seen Alien. Okay, I was gonna oh. say. You've and seen the I've original. seen Alien Resurrection. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All my my point is Sigourney Weaver kicks butt. That's all I'm saying. She does. Yeah. yeah even and, in terrible movies. <laughs> yes. And 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 one of the saddest things about Ghostbusters three not happening in the nineties is because it would have been really awesome if Sigourney Weaver had just been decided that she was going to stop being the damsel in distress and suit up. But oh, yeah, I have purposely cool. distracted the conversation because I'm having so much fun <laughs> I don't want this podcast in. But, yeah, so, so hopefully, hopefully you guys don't want it to end either and you'll come back next week. That's right. Like <laughs> our Facebook page. It only has five likes and I'm sad. That's right. That's right. That's so sad. <laughs> Sorry, I love yeah, you. we haven't we haven't gotten too much traction with the Facebook fan page yet. So check us out on there if you're if you're a Facebook person. Uh, it's called the Irreverent Nerds, and we're also on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerds plural. Uh, we're on plural. YouTube. That we don't have a whole lot of uh, content on there at this point, but you can still check us out there. It's just irreverent nerd, and uh, of course. We are at anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd. That's the show page. You can see like most of the places where the podcast can be found, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc. Uh, you can also send us a audio message there uh, if you'd like to be included in a future episode. Uh, feel free to do that. Check us out there. And if you'd like to support us, you can do it. There's three different options, uh, and it's through Stripe. So you can do it for ninety nine cents a month, four ninety nine a month, or nine ninety nine a month. If you do it for nine ninety a month, I think we'll send you like virtual kisses, or we'll come to your house and give you a hug. Um, uh, I promise I will not kiss your feet, though. Oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> he's, he's not going to worship your feet. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was a joke from earlier. Okay, like, this is, this is Laura is so this is uncomfortable. Confused. Get it. No, it's okay. I'm I know. Uncomfortable. But yeah, thank you guys uh, for joining us. Um, and let's see, what are we going to talk about next week? We might talk I about the new know. film next week if we get a chance <laughs> to see it. Um, but if not, we'll think of something cool and amazing to talk about. And we'll just have fun with it. See. So yeah, Laura, thank you for joining us. It was fun. It was interesting yeah. and uncomfortable. Uh, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Sounds like life with these two weirdos. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. I'm including myself in that, by the way. <laughs> All right, nerds. Nerds. Live long and prosper. Engage. Make it so. All those good things. Just like Doctor Who said to Gandalf, use <laughs> use the farce, oh, Peter. <coughs> I should have said Harry. I don't know why I said Peter. Use the farce, Harry. Use it. <laughs> the sleeper awakes. Chapter 1, written by H.G. Wells, read by Richard Best. Isbister looked at all the wild beauty of the sunlit cliffs about them and back to that face of despair. For a moment, he was silent. He started and made a gesture of impatient rejection. You get a night's sleep, he said, and you won't see much misery out here. Take my word for it. He was quite sure now that this was a providential encounter. Only half an hour ago he had been feeling horribly bored, 
Here was employment, the bare thought of which was self-righteous. Applause. He took possession forthwith. The first need of this exhausted being was companionship. He flung himself down on the steeply sloping turf beside the motionless seated figure and threw out a skirmishing line of gossip. His hearer lapsed into apathy. He stared dismally seaward and spoke only in answer to Ispister's direct questions and not to all of those. But he made no objection to this benevolent intrusion upon his despair. He seemed even grateful and when presently Ispister, feeling that his unsupported talk was losing vigor, suggested that they should reascend the steep and return towards Bosscastle, alleging the view into Blackapit, he submitted quietly. Halfway up, he began talking to himself, and abruptly turned a ghastly face on his helper. "'What can be happening?' he asked with a gaunt, illustrative hand. "'What can be happening?' Spin, 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 spin. It goes round and round and round forevermore. He stood with his hand circling. It's all right, old chap, said his bister with the air of an old friend. Don't worry yourself. Trust to me. The man dropped his hand and turned again. They went over the brow and to the headland beyond Penelope, with the sleepless man gesticulating ever and again and speaking fragmentary things concerning his whirling brain. At the headland they stood by the seat that looks into the dark mysteries of Blackapit, and then he sat down. Ispister had resumed his talk whenever the path had widened sufficiently for them to walk abreast. He was enlarging upon the complex difficulty of making Bosscastle Harbor in bad weather, when suddenly and quite irrelevantly his companion interrupted him again. "'My head is not like what it was,' he said, gesticulating for want of expressive phrases. "'It's not like what it was. There is a sort of oppression. A weight. No, not drowsiness. Would God that it were. It is like a shadow. A deep shadow.' falling suddenly and swiftly across something busy, spin, spin into the darkness. The tumult of thought, the confusion, the eddy and eddy, I can't express it. I can hardly keep my mind on it, steadily enough to tell you. He stopped feebly. Don't trouble, old chap, said his bister. I think I can understand. At any rate, it doesn't matter very much just at present about telling me, you know. The sleepless man thrust his knuckles into his eyes and rubbed them. Ispister talked for a while while this rubbing continued, and then he had a fresh idea. Come down to my room, he said, and try a pipe. I can show you some sketches of this black bit, if you'd care. The other rose obediently and followed him down the steep. Several times Ispister heard him stumble as they came down, and his movements were slow and hesitating. "'Come in with me,' said Ispister, "'and try some cigarettes and the blessed gift of alcohol. "'If you take alcohol?' The stranger hesitated at the garden gate. He seemed no longer aware of his actions. Uh, "'I don't drink,' he said slowly, coming up the garden path, and after a moment's interval he repeated absently. "'No,' I don't drink. It goes round. Spin. It goes 
spin. He stumbled at the doorstep and entered the room with the bearing of one who sees nothing. Then he sat down heavily in the easy chair, seemed almost to fall into it. He leant forward with his brows on his hands and became motionless. Presently he made a faint sound in his throat. Ispister moved about the room with the nervousness of an inexperienced host, making little remarks that scarcely required answering. He crossed the room to his portfolio, placed it on the table, and noticed the mantel clock. "'I don't know if you'd care to have supper with me,' he said with an unlighted cigarette in his hand, his mind troubled with ideas of a furtive administration of chloral. "'Only cold mutton, you know, uh, but passing sweet. Welsh, uh, and a tart, I believe.' He repeated this after a momentary silence. The seated man made no answer. Ispister stopped, match in hand, regarding him. The stillness lengthened. The match went out. The cigarette was put down, unlit. The man was certainly very still. Ispister took up the portfolio, opened it, put it down, hesitated, seemed about to speak. Perhaps, he whispered doubtfully. Presently he glanced at the door and back to the figure. Then he stole on tiptoe out of the room, glancing at his companion after each elaborate pace. He closed the door noiselessly. The house door was standing open, and he went out beyond the porch and stood where the monk's hood rose at the corner of the garden bed. From this point he could see the stranger through the open window, still and dim, sitting head in on hand. He had not moved. A number of children going along the road stopped and regarded the artist curiously. A boatman exchanged civilities with him. He felt that possibly his circumspect attitude and position looked peculiar and unaccountable. Smoking, perhaps, might seem more natural. He drew pipe and pouch from his pocket, filled the pipe slowly. "'I wonder,' he said with a scarcely perceptible loss of complacency." At any rate, one must give him a chance. He struck a match in the virile way and proceeded to light his pipe. He heard his landlady behind him coming with his lamp lit from the kitchen. He turned, gesticulating with his pipe, and stopped her at the door of his sitting room. He had some difficulty in explaining the situation in whispers, for she did not know he had a visitor. She retreated again with the lamp, still a little mystified to judge from her manner, and he resumed his hovering at the corner of the porch, flushed and less at his ease. Long after he had smoked out his pipe, and when the bats were abroad, curiosity dominated his complex hesitations, and he stole back into his darkling sitting room. He paused in the doorway. The stranger was still in the same attitude, dark against the window, Save for the singing of some sailors aboard one of the little slate-carrying ships in the harbor, the evening was very still. Outside, the spikes of monkshood and delphinium stood erect and motionless against the shadow of the hillside. Something flashed into Ispister's mind. He started, and leaning over the table, listened. An unpleasant suspicion grew stronger, became conviction. Astonishment seized him and became dread. No sound of breathing came from the seated figure. He crept slowly and noiselessly round the table, pausing twice to listen. At last he could lay his hand on the back of the armchair. He bent down until the two heads were ear to ear. 
Then he bent still lower to look up at his visitor's face. He started violently and uttered an exclamation. The eyes were void spaces of white. He looked again and saw that they were open and with the pupils rolled under the lids. He was afraid. He took the man by the shoulder and shook him. Are you asleep? He said with his voice jumping. And again, are you asleep? A conviction took possession of his mind that this man was dead. He became active and noisy, strode across the room, blundering against the table as he did so and rang the bell. Please bring a light at once, he said in the passage. There is something wrong with my friend. He returned to the motionless seated figure, grasped the shoulder, shook it, shouted. The room was flooded with the yellow glare as his landlady entered with the light. His face was white as he turned, blinking towards her. I must fetch a doctor, he said. It is either death or a fit. Is there a doctor in the village? Where is a doctor to be found? Thank you for joining me for this week's Sci-Fi Focus. If you'd like to read more of H.G. Wells' literary works, you can find them on Amazon, on independent bookstore websites, at your local independent bookstore. Bookmarks is one such bookstore in my town. Or at your local library. My nerds. Thank you so much for joining Will and I for this week's episode of the Irreverent Nerds Podcast. Our Instagram handle has changed just a tad. We are at irreverent underscore nerds, plural. That's at irreverent underscore nerds. Facebook fan page is the same. It's called The Irreverent Nerds. So check us out on either of those platforms. We're also on YouTube, just simply called Irreverent Nerd. And if you'd like to leave us a voice message to be included in a future episode, go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd, and there'll be a, a button there you can press and record a message for us. And uh, as I said, we'll include it in a future episode. Also, on that same page, you can choose to sponsor us if you'd like. For either $0.99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or even $9.99 a month. If you do that, you'll be a saint. Uh, anyway, check us out. And as always, I hope you have a wonderful week and you'll be hearing from us next time.